It worked. Woohoo! Hello. 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 Mr. Jared, Mr. Zach. Good evening. How you doing, guys? Soccer Dad Pod here with uh, my usual suspect uh, carpool co-hosts on a Monday, Mr. Jared Bertrand and Mr. Zach Lewis. Um, beautiful day here in St. Louis. It was, a, it was a beautiful weekend in St. Louis from a soccer standpoint. Um, but I let us off here with a little bit of Bob Seeger on purpose. Zach knows why. I know why. Jared, do you know why? See if you I don't know why, other than it's excellent. <laughs> it is excellent. I mean, who doesn't like the silver bullets and uh, Mr. Seeger? Uh, communists. The answer to that question is communists. <laughs> yeah. I like having fun and having a cold one. Well, Jared, or Zach, help Jared out here. Why did we, we lead off with Bob Seeger today? Well, where did we travel to this weekend, Jared? Uh, we went to uh, beautiful, sunny Livonia, Michigan. Non-windy. wasn't very windy, um, which was just outside of Detroit. And then we took oh, the quick uh, dr- jump over to... You can stop there. Detroit. Oh, I know. Detroit. Right. I know. So there we I go. Know. Where, where else did we go? <laughs> uh, we went to uh, northern, western, northwestern Chicago. Would you, would you say northwestern Chicago? It was basically a southern suburb of Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well said. That's, that's where we were. Yeah, Vernon Hills, Illinois, which... Uh, we're far away from Chicago. Yeah, no. Did anybody figure out what that apparatus was in that youth facility? I'm telling no. you, it's a nu- nuclear silo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you got to protect the north side. That's where Jordan lives. It's his, it's his home defense system. That's what they usually do is they put kids' parks <laughs> yeah. to surround nuclear facilities. Yeah. It's, Did the uh, balloon go over that and take any photos? Probably. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so... Little Bob Seeger because we were on the road this weekend, so I thought a little rambling, gambling man on the road, good road trip song. Uh, went up there with the boys. Boys had a great weekend. The uh, uh, 08s, U15s went 2 and 0 over the weekend, uh, 2 0 over the Wolves, and 4 0 over that team from FC where, United. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, they played. All, they also played. Um, they went 2 and 0. Kudos to them. They played a good brand of soccer. I thought this weekend. Yeah, I mean that's what I—that's the takeaway. When I woke up this morning and I was kind of alone time driving to work, uh, you know, I live in Hannibal and I work in Rolla. So yeah, so I you got a lot of alone time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, I, you know, I thought of it and I thought we played a pretty good brand of ball this weekend. I think the press, after watching, rewatching the second, uh, the first team game, it's amazing how similar they've done it from top down. Our press is very similar, and when it works, it works. It's very disruptive. Yeah, great point, you know, because for those of you that are fans of our show and fans of soccer in general, you're fully aware that our City SC um, MLS team is now the only uh, 4-0 starting expansion team in the league, and they just continue to roll. And it it is the talk of the league isn't necessarily the 4-0 start. It is the team and the team style. You know, if you follow Twitter, you follow all those, it's, it's the high press and everybody's like, what the hell is going on? And to your point, it, it's system wide. We're seeing it at the youngest age group in the academy. The other age groups are training the exact same way, same style players. So if this thing continues to work realistically, it's a long, long pipeline that's just now being built. So 
What did you What did you think of the of the A team game? Uh, a few takeaways from the three zero victory. Let me go first, and then Zach, I'll, I'll shovel it over to you. But um, uh, the, the the ten um, class again. Um, Klaus, it's not class. No, I'm so saying. He's about I'm saying about Leuven. <laughs> I don't want to say because Zach always tries to correct I'm not gonna, his pronunciation. Listen, but here's what I will say. The press, um, I was skeptical coming from the system that we came from, coming from St. Louis soccer, build out of the back, you know, methodical, control the ball. It's flat out working. And the thing that I noticed, it was 3 nothing. We, I don't know if, if, if we're running a track club over there, but we are so fit and healthy, knock on wood right now, that we're coming at them at waves. When it was 3 nothing. Um, there was um, center backs, wing backs making sliding tackles to save the fourth goal, the fifth goal. It could have been easily been five, six, nothing down the stretch in that game if somebody watched the game. I mean, we they were on their heels. So three nothing, trying to come back. Uh, it, they it, didn't come it, back. It's one of those things, you know, kind of jokingly. Like I was thinking to myself, all the rumors again are percolating with Firmino, Firmino as a possible designated player and I was joking with someone, a friend of mine today and I'm like, we'd be better su- suited signing Usain Bolt. You know, he would be a better fit in our <laughs> system than an actual EPL pro. <laughs> you know, which- Did you see what LP what what was said today on social media? What uh, I, I quote did. unquote I he did. said he said? Yep. I, he'd be the best player in our league? Is that accurate? I mean, I guess it is. I mean, LP's been right so far. I mean, He's the best player overall in our league. Why would we not sign him? That's what I got out of that. I didn't read it that way, but maybe I didn't read it very well <laughs> because I, I I read it as. So, so you're saying you were actually working, being a productive human, and this sure. was your yeah, cell phone on saying. the desk. Okay. No, it was more the way I interpreted it, Jared, was that if Firmino came over here, he would be on paper the most talented player for City. And I don't know how you could argue with that, yeah. given his, yeah, his yeah. international and EPL you know, experience. Can I read it? Sure. I think it was a very natural course that we were linked with Roberto Firmino once he actually stated that he will leave Liverpool in the summer. Fat and Saul said, there's always that connection at Hoffenheim between me and him. So that was something which was not unexpected, to be honest. However, he, without any doubt for me, would be the best player in the league because he's an amazing player, and we all know that. Yeah, I mean... Well, that's, he said league. Yeah, league. So I was going to take your side, but now I'm going to no, take no. Jared's I, side. I, I, and then, let me further, sorry, and I'll finish it, <laughs> it, it, not to bore everybody. If that is realistic for us as St. Louis to sign Roberto Firmino, that is something we really need to figure out, like, right now. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's just it's a big signer, and it's a big amount of dollars. And I don't know. I, I go back to what I said last week. I don't, I don't think we need it right now. I just we don't need the publicity. We don't need. <laughs> yeah, because we've had 14 hours in a car since Friday to figure this all out. We need That's to true. send LP <laughs> yeah. our uh, written statement on. Yeah, by the way, those that, that are unfamiliar with who LP is, uh, Lutz Fenestiel. Uh, uh, JB and I can't pronounce it. No, so. we do not have Jer- or Zach's enunciation skills, so we can't. I just want people to know who it was. Then we can go back to LP. Yeah. I, okay. I didn't want people searching and bugging us about who, who LP was. Who the hell was. is LP? Yeah. Uh, right. Why is he the standard bearer on Firmino? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. here's what we're going to do. 
uh, because our guest is sitting here completely second guessing his decision to say <laughs> yes. <laughs> As you might be able to tell in here, we are actually in a uh, not crowded environment, a lively environment. It's actually uh, City Park's neighbor, longtime uh, resident. We're at Cybergs today. A little change of pace. Uh, well, Spence not open on Mondays, so we're over here on market. Uh, brought our guest in. Our guest today has been around the game uh, for a long time and is the epitome of a soccer dad. In fact, if there were probably if there were bumper stickers made, like if we were to do bumper stickers, we would probably take a profile of his bust and put it on the bumper sticker <laughs> as as like here here's here's the model. Uh, so I'm that's not well said. I mean, I don't know that anybody. Yeah, you would put it on your your truck. I you, you know I don't even know the gentleman until today. We met very polite. It was awesome. I, I just know of him and that definition of soccer dad. Yes. yes. So without further ado, we are going to bring on Mr. Jim Mayer, father of four. Correct. Correct. And you know, we're we're just going to go ahead and. Open the runway. You've got, you know, you got your Maverick. You're in, you're in the jet. Take off. Give our <laughs> listeners a quick. Uh, who, who's the family name drop? Go ahead. And, I mean, you can you can be proud, right? You name drop. <laughs> who we're talking about here? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the one I should. My wife. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, see, I was saving her for the second half as a special segment because she I'm makes telling. it all work. <laughs> no, she, it, it's a. Uh, Miss, Miss Jenny has been uh, on quite a journey on, on this uh, with us. Uh, we've got four boys. Uh, J.D., our oldest, law, uh, finished law school at Mizzou, undergrad in law school at Mizzou. He's over at Indiana now doing a uh, fellowship in philanthropy. Uh, Jack's wow. down in Nashville, and they are uh, four games into the year also, so they're sitting on seven points. And, uh, Which ain't a bad start, by the way. No, not giving up one goal. So that's the uh, ties for the uh, lead uh, leading so, the leagues. So, so do you mess with them a little bit? Out of the gate, just talk a little smack oh, on yeah. your. Look, <laughs> what like, kids have twelve points? <laughs> Seven. Where's the other five, son? What are you doing? He's like, we're we're, we're getting there. <laughs> I think he's going to need a couple more games. Uh, Joey's at Indiana, so he named captain of the team in uh, January, so he's excited about that. We've got a big game coming up here with uh, uh, SLU yep. in, on April 1st, so that's an uh, exciting thing for Indiana and SLU. Great thing for uh, St. Louis Scott Gallagher Club as far as their uh, work in the region and, and the fact that both those uh, class coaches with yeah. uh, Kalish and, and Todd Yegley making that happen uh, for the community is just a it's a wonder it's a wonderful thing and I it, it's funny Kalish Kevin coached the boys also yeah. you know and, and and so as far as having that just having that connection with those types of mentors in their lives. I mean, just unbelievable. Uh, youngest, Josh, he's here with uh, St. Louis City 2, MLS Next Pro Team. Yep. 17, 05. So he's... Uh, so so for those of you keeping score, um, philanthropic attorney at Indiana University right now, uh, 
MLS first round draft pick, second pick, correct? Mm -hmm. uh, Indiana University likely to enter a draft soon. Uh, Captain. Third, fourth child, the runt of the group yeah. uh, is City junior. 2. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Junior. Um, so, yeah, uh, what did your wife eat while carrying them? <laughs> you know, is, is this like a kale recipe or? It, it's, I don't know. I mean, it, 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 is, a, uh, it is amazing, but it, in all honesty, I have told the boys before, my greatest gift to you was your mother. <laughs> as as, I mean, as a, uh, so as you're, a person. You're really expecting her to listen to this, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. How many broken windows did you have at that oh house growing up? I'm literally down, downstairs yesterday, and I'm looking at this bar, and I'm like, how the hell did you guys knock the baseboard off of a bar in the basement. I'm like, where's the piece of wood at least? I mean, help a man out. <laughs> I, I, I can tell you, the, the one to ask would be the runt. Because you know, the, the older brothers are not doing shit. He's like that. looking yeah. guilty. <laughs> so, Josh, it's you and I talking. Come on. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, so let's, let's, let's go back, you know, in time um, as a soccer dad, right? You, you've, you've seen it all. Uh, it's inevitable given where your boys have landed. Uh, but go to the earlier years, uh, kind of entering into club ball when uh, they start to get competitive. Uh, they're, they're fairly close in age. So you had no gaps in, from one to the other. Talk, talk about, um, you know, a little bit of a one-on-one for other soccer parents that are listening, because we do have a lot of new soccer parents that listen to the show. Talk about how you manage that process, and specifically why your wife was best at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, you know, I, I think for all those soccer dads that are listening that are saying, well, I, you know, well, I didn't play soccer or anything like that, I'm that dad also. I played football. I had no idea what the hell was going on. I didn't understand offsides. It took me years. Still, still look out there sometimes and go, how did that? How come that wasn't called on that? Yeah. But uh, in we we did everything wrong. I mean, we we started with all the um, all the sports. We you know we were we were doing. I did did play. I always I always share the story. I played football. Got all the way to the University of Missouri, and, I, and I'm there. And I always tell people if you ever watch the movie Rudy, imagine it without the happy ending. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind, of, kind of my little run on that. I, you know what? That would probably do really well in art theaters. You know, on the darker side of things. Like that's not real. Yeah, but it's uh, the fact is I think sports are one of the greatest things for children from a development standpoint, the ability to work from a team standpoint, uh, the ability to work with different coaches to uh, learn, grow up. I mean, the, the toughest thing is a, is a parent. It, it's funny, they talk about the helicopter, helicopter parents. I learned a new one the other day. They call them the bulldozer parents. Oh, you know, yeah. Just trying to we, get... We know them. Yeah. We, we, we you know, trying them. to get everything out of the way for their children. I mean, it's... Nice to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that other that the other version of the bumper sticker, it's Jared's profile. So in a bulldozer. But it's it was uh, we we started a small small club as Belleville Football Club, BFC, uh, back in the day and, and uh, Where do we find all these 
flipping people from Illinois. Is this an Illinois podcast at this point? Dude, I it's my gear. <laughs> it is my prerogative. You know, uh, let's, carry on. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was uh, it was interesting. Ed, Ed Ratka and and people. I was probably the biggest thing that we did for the kids was we uh, good coaches uh, all the all the way through and as we were able to learn more. So I did I did have a couple years break in between Joey and, and Jack, and then we got four years break in between Joey and Josh. And the amount we learned, we're able to learn over that period of time. I mean, Josh is probably a couple of years ahead yeah. of where the other boys were, but he had coaches growing up like Mario Sanchez, uh, Del Shelley, uh, yeah. uh, Blake Decker. You know, I mean, un- unbelievable coaches a little closer there were also a lot of younger there were also a lot of younger uh brothers on teams and so as we were building out teams and and learning how to uh put them together and just the dedication of the parents i mean i think that uh you know hats off to you guys you know talking about making that trip to michigan and everything i mean that's that's a big part of it. I mean, it, it's this is your opportunity to be a parent in a different way than when we grew up, and and um, it's it's showing that type of support. And yeah. you know, I mean, it's you know, we were there. It is not. It's about that child's self-esteem growing, mm-hmm. you know, and and what they what they experience. And they one one of the one of the lines I. Uh, I learned back in 2002 there was a book called Children of Paradise, and it was ironic. She was a speaker somewhere. Lord of the Flies, right? (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, I apologize. That's a different book. Don't worry. The the guy from the wrong side of the Missouri River will screw it up every time. Okay, go ahead. But she talked about, and it's a hundred-second thing. Instead of, uh, I'm proud of you. You should be proud of what you just did. Oh, I and love that. So many parents don't get that, you yeah, know. Yeah. And it's not—it's not that standard. It's their behavior. It's their actions. It's you know, those are the things that you talk about. Yeah. And how they grow and develop. So, so do you, so. Let me ask you this then: Not being a soccer guy, who is now a soccer dad, uh, do you think? Uh, did, did you did you kind of have a proclivity to lean into the cerebral side more to try and be like uh, mentally supportive? Did you pay a lot of attention to that early in the process? Because you're also reacting to the reality of your of all of your sons that are playing. They're excelling at a rapid pace pretty early in the process. Did it possibly help that you weren't personally close to the game? Or no, it's it, it, it's a it's a great question. I looked at it as competition, you know, and, and exposing them to competition, win or lose, you're gonna you're gonna experience that every day in your life, and you got to go and deal with that. Yeah, everything's know? not cupcakes and rainbows, and yeah. I'm sure these boys, which is much um, it, it, of success as they um, have experienced to date, all four of them, um, they've had speed bumps that oh. you and your wife. 
um, who by all counts is, is the number one and you're one B, it sounds like, in the relationship. Um, you Good guys study. have had I to... I'm number eight and there's only five in my yeah. house. So you guys have had to, at different age groups, at different times, whether it was sporting, whether it was... Um, educational things or just simple life lessons you guys had to uh, react if you will mm-hmm. I mean it, it's and it's it was really uh, it's about them not about you and I mean I, I what I do I work with a lot of successful parents and I see a lot of times where that can lead to a disastrous type situation. I mean, I went through a period of time in my career that every couple of years we buried a child. And, 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 it, and it's, you can't, they've got to, I mean, you guys are all successful because you took those knocks. You had that experience in, in your life and it helped shape you. But for some reason, each generation, we want to make it a little easier on them than yep. what we had and, and, and it's it's by nature yeah and you know you just can't uh you can't do that right you had you had a i could tell you had a question lined up there well i was just thinking about the four boys and i went to the university of tennessee for grad school so i'm a huge peyton manning fan okay is jd your cooper manning Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> it, it is a wonderful analogy. You, you um, can't you can't see the smile through the podcast, but yeah. if this was on video, the big grin yeah. in your ear there. I mean, he just he is he is more about sports than any of the boys. Yeah. He's just a uh, salt of the earth, um, a best friend. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't ask for a better best friend. And it's I think that the other three boys, him being the oldest were so influenced by how hard things came for him at points in his life. I mean, going through a second transplant, you're learning to walk again. Right. You're to, I mean, everything that he went through, and there's uh, ESPN did a thing with uh, uh, JD and Jack and everything when Jack yep. got drafted, and, you know, Jack talking about you know, now that guy's had real challenges in his life. You know, I mean, this is, I've been playing a sport. I've been kicking a ball. This guy has just got it done. And I mean, it was, you know, the guy was told, you know, they told us he wouldn't be able to do math, you know, when he was four years old. He graduated magna cum laude in finance from the University of Missouri. I mean, he just that hard of a worker. I, I love that. And I, I appreciate you going down that path because I think, when you said earlier <clears throat> about parents not wanting to allow their kids to face adversity, I'm very, very guilty of that. I think we all are to a degree. We don't want to see our kids suffer in any fashion, especially medical or health-wise. But how do you as a parent and how did you and your wife deal with that? Meaning, how did you pull back and say, nope? We're going to allow this to happen. We're going to allow them to fail. We're going to let them feel pain. pain. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> I, I, I struggle with it, and I know I'm not the only one. So can you talk a little bit about your experience, and, and maybe it was seeing what JD went through and, and backing off from there. I'm just I curious mean, what was, your thoughts I mean, were there. It was, uh, 
I mean, we were both raised in good good families. I mean, my greatest gift in life. I mean, hell, my dad was my best man at my wedding. Wow. You know, but he was he was John Dutton. I mean, I grew up on five generation farm. <laughs> I mean, it. it, it, it he was, drinks whiskey neat. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> God bless him. <laughs> But he was. Uh, I'm more interested in the sister if it's anything like the show. So, oh, this this is an adult podcast, yeah. by the way. We're, we're good. Okay. <laughs> but it is as far as that. You got to pick yourself up. Sure. Everything like that. I mean, it just it. There is so much to that that I can't. Um, they're not going to – I mean, look at your life. Look at when you had your biggest spurts of growth, it was when something went wrong. And yeah. you had to figure out how to spin around and, and, and come out of that. And it, it's hard. I mean, no one wants to see their kid It's coming, suffer. Zach. You're going to grow soon. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting my whole life. <laughs> but, it, I mean, it's just, it's, just, it, it's, so, it's just so true as far as more the – we got to step back and, and, and watch, give it time, give it time. Uh, the other thing I'd say that we probably did a very good job of was they had people outside of us that yeah. they could talk to. And so like a, um, a life coach or, a, you know, think of think in terms Kevin of Kevin Kalish. Yeah. Kev, Kevin Kalish. Yeah. Uh, I, I can remember Sean Hewitt walking you know, with Jack, when Jack's a freshman in high school, and, and that's when we still had two academies in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So he's playing over on Metro side with that academy, right. and he was playing up on the U-17 team. And, and you know, they're, they're like walking off the field at halftime, but just that, let those relationships evolve. Sure. So, so if you were to kind of compartmentalize then, uh, specific to soccer, uh, you and your wife's roles, uh, as far as um, who was the practice driver, who was the uh, the go-to post-game? Because you know, again, I'm kind of alluding to the fact that you didn't play soccer. You know, obviously you were a fan. Your wife was a fan. You know, how did you guys uh, define your roles as it pertained to your your inner circle with your boys, the games, post practices, bad games, all of that? How did you manage that? I think was unique about our situation Hell, I never I never knew how good they were I mean I, I never knew I never had any expectation of what would what was going to happen I was more concerned about were they showing respect to the refs were they showing respect to their teammates you know what were they acting like in those situations with the coaches and everything those those moments were the things that I was watching as much as anything. The, the person development. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just uh, you, can't, you can't be bad, you know, to, you know, to other people. I mean, one of the, it, funny that you say that. It wasn't a soccer moment, but uh, Jack was named captain at Indiana when he was a sophomore. He was like one of three players that ever got that honor at Indiana. Extremely huge honor. Don't yeah. don't be bashful there because or <laughs> humble because that legacy, that program to have that honor uh, make sure listeners understand that is it, that is flipping enormous. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it was it was unbelievable 
And then Joey was, he was as a junior for Scott Gallagher named as a captain. So that was when they combined the Metro side right. and, and the other Missouri. side okay. in Missouri. And that was the fir- first time ever. And then Josh was named as a captain. That, to me, was their biggest soccer accomplishment. Probably will be. For, you know, because sign of leadership, uh, it's, trust. Exactly. It, yeah. it's, it's about some of them were player named and some of them were coach named on, on, on that, but that they were developing as teammates, as, as and yeah. leaders. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, that, that's that's the investment. Yeah. I mean, that's the, you know, shit. One, one year we were in 18 states. Go, go, last year we had 104 games in three different time zones that we're trying to navigate. So, 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 I mean, so are you? Are you Western guys? I, I like this idea of being in one conference, <laughs> right? <Eastern> West. <laughs> are, so, are you guys? Uh, how committed are you and your wife to attending as many of the games as possible? Absolutely. What, what does that travel schedule look like? It's crazy. The great, greatest thing ever. I'll tell people about. Southwest Airlines has that companion pass. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's un, it's unbelievable. She goes hey, for six bucks. So, yeah, Southwest. I mean it's unbelievable. They should be a sponsor. I they mean, should, South, yeah. right? I mean, for, yeah. uh, especially or, or for Avis? this group. That's sure. what I'm saying. All We're all yeah. you guys are yeah. going to cover. Man, we could really help them out. So. Yeah. <laughs> touche. So, touche. <laughs> hey, uh, I, I think I want to I want to drill into something you you were talking about earlier, Jim, which was expectations. That word is so important in the lives that we run because I think the three of us at this table, minus you, do have expectations. Now, I'm not going to speak for my other co-hosts, but I have expectations that came from really nowhere. I played high school soccer and never played again in a competitive way, but I could see that there was potential. And, you know, Jared and JB both have college experience. Do you think that that lack of expectation allowed you to kind of set back and allow things to happen, allow other people to, to coach and, and be that, that voice? Or did you really also insert and, and talk more about the human side, that, that, that personal development? It would, I mean, from an expect, un, understand uh, your, the behavioral expectations was table stakes. Yep. Being successful and what you're doing and how you're competing is also an expectation. You, you know, I mean, as far as you had some terrific runs with the kids, with their little teams. I mean, a BFC team beating everyone. I mean, hell, they ended up ranked top in the country. Had a 3v3 team with Jack and Aiden Stanley and everything, and we're, we're ranked 28th, go down to Disney and, you know, end, end up saying, you know, but it was just, it was, I think it was. What age group was that? That was like U seven. So we got the we got a starter. A, matter of fact, he might be captain. He's a he's at Duke. Your son's at IU. Arguably top five programs in collegiate history, or top ten, let's call it. Um, Thank you. That's a pretty good three v three team. And at that point, I, I had no idea. You know, I mean, we're yeah. we're like we're we're just out there. I, I literally hired because I didn't know I had a. Uh, a kid that was playing, Drew Crawford, was at McKendry College. He was an outside back. He'd, he'd grown up, but just great kid. I'd seen him helping coach. And so I, I said, hey, can I pay you to help coach this little 3v3 team? He starts working with them and everything like that. It was just, it was phenomenal, you know, what they what they accomplished. It, it's funny because it's like 
you know, hearing, uh, you know, th these stories and, you know, we've talked about the pedigree of the boys at this point in, you know, in their success and what looks to be a long, <laughs> a lot of years of success to come and continue. Uh, do you ever feel like you are kind of a soccer version of Joe Jackson? Only not as, uh, you know, you, you've got the Jackson 5 underneath you and you don't even realize it. So, you know, you're, let's talk about your wife for a second. Um, because you, you, your business and what you do, you're, you're very engaged with people, uh, successful people. So, you know, dealing with the mental approach and managing your boys' expectations and your own, the table stakes, as you, as you mm -hmm. put it earlier. Uh, what we haven't really heard, we, we've heard that she's been important, but your wife, like, what was her role? Like, in your opinion, if you had to define the role in those years, what, was her, what were her X's and O's and what did she just really excel at in this process? I mean, it was, she, she was an exceptional companion. So think about the health issues that we had with the old, older son. Like, I'm driving to Chicago, and they're blown, ballooning stents open, and she's getting kids around and, yeah. and everything. And, I mean, it was, um, you know, there was so many ups and, and downs and ebbs and flows but to make sure that all those things happen behind the scenes and i mean wait you know it's like it's like this i mean guys these are great friends i, I mean i got together with a group the other night of, of people that the kids played with when they were seven yeah and and, 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 it, and it's that community of you know hey you take a ride i'll take a ride i'll give you know you, you know we'll do what i mean it just was unbelievable and i mean she was she was that presence unselfish woman you know she she wasn't out at the bar she wasn't i mean she it was about family forever i mean when we went through the first transplant it was in in the care she gave to that nine month old infant at that point i mean he was on feeding pump for a year yeah. And I mean, they, they pump food into him until he threw up well, and then, you it, know, clean it, and start over. And just so our listeners know, um, uh, tell us again, uh, the first uh, surgery, who was the donor? I, I, I was the donor. You yeah. you were the donor yeah. of a portion of your liver for your own son. You yeah. know, it's like that's the things you guys went through at that point. And then uh, the second surgery was at what age? He was at seven at that point, and it was down at Emory. Yeah. And uh, first one was up the University of Chicago. I mean, it was just, it was just it, and it, if he would have been born seven years earlier, it was 100% mortality. Yeah. Holy so, shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, to get a liver is really a two-part test. One is your... Um, immediate need and the second your likelihood of survival well at that point if you had a chronic liver disease by the time you had to have the transplant your likelihood of survival was no good so you drop back down this unosless uniform uh, yeah. organ donor list and, and and so it was it was those types of experience and and this this woman I mean who knows what would have happened, but to see this person just dig in and fight for this child and everything like that, shit, I'm just a guy. <laughs> I mean, so you, you were just along for the ride. Yeah. You're, you're giving her body parts, but you're like, she's the rock star. Yeah. No, but I mean, she was. I mean, That's it awesome. was. The mental, um, the mental anguish, the mental... Um, 
uh, I don't even have the right word for it, just what you guys went through as a family to get through that, to stay together, the, 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 the push on mentality. Uh, kudos to her. Uh, I mean, that's phenomenal. And for yeah. JD to go on and not only have a successful academic career, but say, you know what, even though theoretically I, I might not have made it this far, I'm going to give back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, choosing a career to in get philanthropy. A, to get a JD <clears throat> for JD, no pun intended, but you also have a JD as well. And that's not an easy thing to do either. And then to go further into school to learn how to use that, that law degree to provide for other people and to, to give something back. It's just a testament, not only to you guys, but to that community. Well, I want you jerks to know, um, he had mentioned that, <laughs> that the community and how much the surrounding soccer moms and dads and, and the, the athletic parents, I'm sure they were playing basketball and baseball and all the things at that age, um, how much they helped. Help, guys. I mean, <laughs> you, you guys, you guys Look, need to be is, more. This is coming from help. an individual that would not donate portion of his bratwurst, let alone off his green egg grill, let alone an, a vital organ. So let's move on to child number two. Um, let's let's just fast forward to. Would, would, yes, one, go one ahead. One thing I would share, yes. though, as far as what you talk about, I mean, from like a core value standpoint, it or company we talk about three things it help others become more shared success i got those core values from our family yeah and that's what we have i mean that's that's where that starts and then it carries over into the other other things but i mean you know i i, I look at it and it's like six words and if they do that it's the kind of friend i want it's a kind of yeah. person, you know. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's who you want to hang out with. You can well, lean on them. Well, I tell you what, you you might not have experienced your Rudy experience in football, but you've got a Rudy movie going on here with your your mo, your 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 uh, company values and all these things. Like you're actually living it. The the the, the do the right thing, focus on uh, service for others, things like that. You know, kudos to you, man. Um, I, I, want to, I want to talk about number two, Jack. Let's go just straight to draft day. <laughs> um, we, we were lucky enough to have Jeff uh, Sargent on a little while back. And um, we, we, this is just post-World uh, Cup, so we were able to uh, uh, hammer him on the call from Burhalter for the World <laughs> Cup, etc. Um, I want to know about your day when he enters the draft and, you know, just walk us through it. Where, where were you guys? Where was he? Um, you know, was it, was it a foregone conclusion? Did you already know? Was it a surprise? Give it, give us the, give us the one-on-one on that yeah. day. I mean, and Jay, one thing, we had the ESPN trucks out, you know, the night before they're setting up in the house and, and everything like that. So it was, this was like the first year that it was going to be like this virtual draft or whatever. And so, you know, we, we didn't know. I mean, you're, you're just going through. You had no expectations as, as far as that. Felt good about where he would go. I mean, as far as um, top five, I mean, it, it, as far as – because, you know, I mean, it was, it was, you know, the generation Adidas, everything – 
like that. So it was. He had a dynamite year his senior year, and Indiana went uh, yeah. had a good run. Soft, sophomore year. Or sophomore. I'm sorry. I, I meant a, a sophomore year. Yep. Yeah. So he was, uh, but was crazy. The he, when he came, went in as a freshman, they made the run to the Final Four, but they lost ten of the eleven starters. He was the only starter that returned. Wow. So part of being the captain of sophomore year, <laughs> there was nobody <laughs> left. Yeah. That may have had some input on it. They're all gone. They've got to <laughs> like give me the armband. <laughs> now was that 2018? That was 2019. 2019. 2019. Okay. So the, and they still got to the Sweet 16. You know, so I mean, just crazy. Young, you guys were young. Was yeah. he, was he in the squad young. when Indiana played Stanford? He, it was, was that the his year, senior? A, year after? So we beat Maryland twice yep. his freshman year, and then we lose to him <sighs> out there in the uh, semis. Were, were you at that game? Yeah, I'm assuming. Yes, yeah. I was out there. Yeah, the only reason I asked about that Stanford, Stanford game is because we're talking about brothers. We had the Poncho brother from Indiana, who's oh, a yeah. senior. Yeah, played. He was a midfielder. Played against his Austin younger brother, Logan. Logan yeah. at Stanford. He was a right back, and they had to. He had it to was unbelievable. Him. Yeah, yeah. Je- Jeff, great parents. Yeah. There. Agreed. Agreed. Super. You guys are in the same industry, are you not? Yeah. Uh, Jeff works for Edward Jones. He was and... a partner at Edward Jones. I yeah. think Jeff's retired. Okay. But great guy. I That's mean, awesome. So, so here you are on draft Good day. Kids too. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. ESPN's hanging out. Um, they're, you know, clogging up the street, probably pissing off the neighbors and all that stuff. <laughs> At that point, f the neighbors. I mean, <laughs> well, we know what we sure know what you think, Jared. It was, it was, it was, it was pretty interesting because we had invited like twenty of his coaches from baseball, basketball, uh, soccer, mm. and a lot of his friends and everything. So we had over 100 people there at the house, probably 130. And uh, they're doing it in this one room. We have no idea they're coming down the road with that van for, or the bus from Nashville. And so those fans got on a bus, rode it for five That's hours. That's awesome. That is up there. And so they're awesome. chanting outside in the yard when when they say that Mike Jacobs is there. And I mean, it was just a moment, him with the hands up and everything. And, you know, I mean, great. It, it, Mike Jacobs is GM, just unbelievable person. I mean, as far as, you know, his conversations with him and everything like that. And even since, I mean, he just so, good folks. So it was a team effort getting him to that point from a family standpoint and all the coaches and everybody that was involved and ESPN's ready. They go with the number two pick Nashville selects your child. Does he say, I love you mom first. You know what? Does he go, <laughs> Why did he turn <laughs> that way? Yeah. <laughs> It's like no, it, um, was, it was it was awesome. I mean, we were there. The brothers, you know, the brothers are there, and and uh, you know they're chanting the 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 bus, the, the people, yeah. no, the people in the oh, house. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, Jack, Jack, Jack. You know, because there's all his age. You know, they're yeah. twenty years old. What was on the menu that day? Did we, did you know, you know, I was going to ask that. What I, was on the menu? Cybergs. Cybergs. So. So now Full we circle. so so now we have Southwest Airlines as a sponsor and Cybergs as a sponsor. <laughs> oh man, no, I just you know I I we've all seen those um, 
uh, draft days and different sports and, you know, especially like when you think about the NBA draft in particular or, or even the NFL draft where most of the uh, the lottery picks are sitting in the room and they're in their tuxes or suits yeah. or all that. You know, and, and you being a football fan, player, uh, and, you know, kind of a big four sport fan, I'm going to mm-hmm. guess, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, so you had watched all of those and all these sports – Talk about the night before, when you and your wife were getting ready to go to bed that evening, the night before, and you knew draft days the next day. What was the conversation before you guys turned the light off? I hope you know. this works out. Is <laughs> 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 the bathroom clean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it, it was it was fun. I mean, he had a couple, uh, you know, a couple buddies came. I mean, Muni was there. Danny Muni was there, and uh, Ryan Wittenbrink. You know, kids starting to come in from college and stuff too. And that's awesome. Yeah, so it was just it was it was a good. Um, it, it it was one of those things that you do. You just is everything going to be all right for all these people coming over and him and, and everything like that. And you just you don't know. Yeah, you don't know, but. Fast forward a little bit, because I think most of our listeners are probably more used to the big four draft concept, probably more familiar with the NFL because it gets the most press. NBA is probably second. Major League Baseball, hockey, that's a little bit harder to follow. But talk about Jack's journey post-draft, because it's not as linear as some might think in that if you get drafted as you know a sophomore out of Indiana, you're going to start on the first team the next go around so can you talk a little bit about that journey absolutely i mean that that is uh that's probably the most important part of the conversation that i would share you know with people is that uh that's a long you know it's a long road and i mean i think that as important as the athleticism and the technical and everything the mental ability you know of and that's why you got to build them when they're young, right. you know, as far as you can't yeah. be picking them up all the time because at that level, it just doesn't happen. I mean, so you think about it, his his first year he gets drafted, January 9th, 2020. Um, he gets he gets uh, to Charlotte on a loan. So basically, hey, go, go get some development or whatever, and we'll take, you know, and he gets there. Plays one game in Kansas City, has an own goal as far as in uh, <laughs> yeah. Kansas City with a you know a USL team or, or their second team, and uh, he gets back to the club and they're like, hey hey Jack, uh, supposed to go on the other goal. <laughs> so that's, a, having, that's a tough first day out. Yeah, yeah that's a tough tough outing. But he got in three games that year, and the first game he gets in at home. He sits down in the middle of the field, like 28 minutes in, and we're like, oh, shit. And uh, he had tore something uh, on the outside of his knee, but we're like, you know, what's it going to be? Kid never doesn't play. And and so, and especially, you know, but goes back, does the regen and everything like that. Great, great shape. Uh, Goes in the second season, uh, gets 50% starts. 75% 75% appearances and does that again in, in the third year. And, but it, it's that, you know, am I going to play? Am, am I, yeah. you know, what's going to happen? It's, it's the, the process. Loyal- it's that it we is. talked about it, it a lot on the show and he would be the one to, um, 
reaffirm or continue to talk about it. It's the process. Right. And was he with the Loyals at that point? He was. Great, great point. So on the second year he was there, he got loaned to Loyals. One of the greatest experiences from a development standpoint for him. And you wonder about coaches or moments or whatever. And Landon Donovan said, said to him, I bet Landon Donovan Award, you're able to go play for someone like that. And he comes over, he sits down by Jack. He'd been there a day or whatever practice. And he goes, Jack, you really understand this game? And Jack's like, yeah. And he goes, just be confident. And it was like, Jack was like, it was a buzzer. And so they go on and they get three wins and two draws. They were 0-4 when he got there. And they get three wins, two draws, had played Phoenix twice, who was number one on that at that point. Gets called back in to uh, Nashville. His first game gets a goal. And then the next game gets a crazy, crazy assist. And it's like there's, there's an element of luck yep. to this also as far as because the continued opportunity yep. then to play or whatever, but you got to play for those moments and, 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 and just keep fighting. It's interesting you bring up that part of it, the confidence part, because we had Morgan Hackworth on a couple weeks ago. Morgan plays for the Loyals today. Mm-hmm. His dad is the assistant coach sure. at City, yeah. and he talked mm-hmm. about the same thing, that he thought he had confidence going into his – freshman year at Syracuse and didn't play, didn't have a good, a good successful career, then transferred to Akron. And he talks about how the idea of confidence being something more than just being self-confident. It's actually being prepared. Mm-hmm. So can you talk a little bit about Jack's? Well, here's what we're going to do, though. We're going to talk about that after we take a quick break. Fine. Fine. That was a really so, good question. Great question. But... Priorities, refills, got to, you know, take a look at the happy hour menu because it's almost happy hour is almost over. Oh, that's true. We're going to take a quick break. Jim, thank you for your time. We can't wait to pick this up again. We're going to roll out real quick. Be right back, people. Hey, everyone. JB here with the Soccer Dad Pod. This break is intended to be both informative and an opportunity. Little did you know that we are accepting sponsors. Really? And as a sponsor of the show, you would get to talk to a demographic primarily consisting of parents, some soccer fans, and most definitely drinkers. Consider this an opportunity to let our listeners and social media followers know what it is you do and why you deserve some of their money. If interested in this incredible opportunity, just email us at soccerdadpod at gaslightstl.com. Now, Back to the mindless banter. We're back. Beautiful. Long rolling. The dongle is working only because I got my hand on it right now. <laughs> Uh, I figured I would play a little, uh, there he is, right? Oh, yeah. A little Stapleton. The song is Nashville, Tennessee. I felt it was uh, made sense, right? 
Kurt, that's good. Current company, you like that? How much fun are you and your wife having after a game and just getting dumped off right at the British Stone Arena and just wandering down that road? <laughs> I got to tell you, it is an incredible town. Uh, nice, I mean, it's it's got a vibe. I, I mean, I, I'm so excited what's going on here in St. Louis with this investment in the community yeah. is done in this area right now i mean would we have been sitting here before if we did this no. i mean it, it just it it's amazing hats off to st louis city and and what they're what they're doing i mean union stations first time i'd been in there in years i yeah. mean you know and it's just you know you you get into patterns and this is going to be a pattern in this community for yeah. people all we need now is the famous bar french onion soup brought back you know, a corner kiosk, right? <laughs> I'd take Harry's back. Oh, my God. They know. Burn that place down. Yeah. The dead bodies Any from memories? that. Oh, my God. Um, Harry's West. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what What I, you, you, I was going to ask another question, but you bringing up talking about Nashville and what, uh, you know, the, this stadium, this location, uh, because now you've had a handful of years. Uh, how, how many how many other cities have you been to? Uh, for for we went to Cincinnati. Okay, and uh, uh, it was it was guys. I got I got to tell you, we met some people, and we walked there, and then we when we left, they took an Uber, and we didn't know our way back. We got into a very bad area in Cincy. In Cincy, and yeah. and so I mean, it, the one thing I'd say is we're. In some areas, they've looked at like reinvestment in in trying to revitalize areas or whatever. People won't go unless it's safe, and I right. think it's I think it's you know I've been to Chicago, but you know we've been we've been a lot of places, you know, and so that that part of um, what's going on is a non-negotiable. Yeah. So traveling around, though, uh, my question is this, looking at these other stadiums, looking at their locations, looking at, you know, uh, seeing how many of them are actually following through with what the league is really trying to do now with uh, primarily, almost exclusively, uh, urban placement moving forward and any kind of transfer of team. If a team's going to move, they're really pushing them to get into the city centers. Uh, speak to... Uh, because you have firsthand experience, you're going around. Uh, how well is this group doing? You know, you knowing St. Louis like the back of your hand, like we all do. Compare and contrast this. this. You, you, you can't because there's no comparable. I mean, this is going to be a shining exa example of what it should be. I mean, this is this is Europe. I mean, it, it, as far as having the practice fields right by the, the same, you know, I mean, the the experience the kids are getting now and everything. We were we were over in fi at Feinert for seven years, and and you know, with training and everything like that, and it it's just this is. This is going to change this area. I mean, it, it's just neat. Yeah. You know, and, and it's new. It really ties in slew well. That's what's really cool. Like it ties in slew <laughs> through this midtown. It just it, it, it's, it it's 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 they've done it like maybe they just lucked out logistically, but you know I I want to say it's more than that. 
It's really slick. Yeah, I mean, think about Ballpark Village, the investment that was made there, the you know the the renovation with the Keel Keel renovation, all of it. Renovation with Union Station. Now you had this gap as far as building this all the way to SLU. I think it. I think it's incredible. How pissed off? Oh, go go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. How pissed off that you don't get like the scheduling, which I know you're not in the scheduling office. No St. Louis game here against Nashville, but St. Louis goes to Nashville. How many tickets and how many family members are going to Nashville <laughs> that weekend? We've, we've, we've got a ton. I know we're over 50 right now. Wow. Yeah. That'll be a great weekend. Yeah, be good a for you. Weekend. Yeah. I was going to ask you something because we're going to get into a topic that I think is near and dear to your heart, which is the living legacy uh, giving day. Absolutely, uh, your your uh, you know membership on the board, but I want to start at an earlier spot, which is you mentioned starting the Belleville Football Club back when Jack was little, and you talk about the development of those early years. Can you talk about the influence of and this is kind of a controversial question, the pay to play, and how that has impacted even still today what soccer looks like in this country, meaning. No, I, I, how 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 can yeah. we address that? Given the push from MLS to be more downtown in, in these more urban environments, getting more exposure to kids who might not otherwise get it. Um, can you talk a little bit about what your your thoughts are on that? I just it, it's it's such a tough one. It, it's I always go back to Mother Teresa: <laughs> no money, no mission. Yeah, you know, and so we have to have people we have to have companies we have to have folks that can help subsidize people think that these and it was it, i didn't start belleville football club jürgen hutner started belleville football yeah. club and he was um you know i mean a lot of these a lot of these organizations are just um it, it shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves. I mean, there, there's no extra money when you start. I mean, you don't think about mowing and you don't think about the cost of goals and you don't think about all these other things. It's easy because I, I was there. I was a parent and I said, you know, set, you sat back and you look down on the field and you start counting all the kids and you're like, oh, my God, they're making so much money. It's like, yeah. That, yeah, is, yeah. that is so inaccurate. I served on the board for Gallagher for over 10 years now, I'd say. And it has been... I mean, it's it's eye-opening. I mean, the, you know, the Jim Cavanaugh and, and Tom Strunk and the work that those guys did behind the scenes to support that club. We were wiped out twice in 15 months with right. the flood. People right. don't think about that. I mean, we're out there, and the turf is like a carpet, you know, 100 yards down the field, rolled up tight. You know, I mean, it was and never wavered in their commitment to the development of soccer. I mean, we wouldn't have an MLS team no. here today. I mean, I mean, th- that was a um, major initiative. I mean, all the steps with – I'm so proud of Gallagher for what they did with the USL team at that time. It was – it was our, I mean, Jack played on that team when he was yep. 16 and, yeah. and had yeah. some opportunities. And it was – those experiences, I mean, the the, you know – you know, Pat. And, yeah, Pat and, I mean, and Strunk and Kavanaugh. I, I have a close friend, Jeremy Allenball. Jeremy as Allenball, you know, absolutely. Chattanooga. He, he was a coach of mine and um, uh, became friends with him, at, 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 you know, as I got through the program. And 
he'll be the first one to tell you without without uh, Mr. Strunk, without uh, Mr. Cavanaugh, without uh, Mr. Barry, those guys, I, I mean, leaders. I mean, that club exists today and what it is today with those gentlemen um, – they're philanthropic, you know. You know, yeah. So, I mean, and Brad, Brad's Brad has has helped the club too. I mean, as far as taking that to without question. Level, I mean, he's you know. I mean, it's 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 committed. People it's his time now. Make a difference. Yeah, and I mean, there's such an opportunity there. Uh, they'll never. I mean, the 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 pay to play. Uh, there there are few kids that you know when you think about what impact or how many kids we can touch here yeah we could do we could do extension things or whatever like that but we're, we're touching about six thousand kids at scott gallagher each yeah. year just through the camps and everything like that and they can't city can't replicate that no I mean, and what that's we're doing and that's what i want to kind of like emphasize here because we've been uh, talking about it a little bit in the passenger lane here, getting in the driver's seat for those of you that are listening. The Living Legacy Foundation is an endowment, right, uh, at uh, SLSG, and its primary purpose, its sole purpose, is to help uh, families that are uh, financially in need, uh, you know, w- within those bounds, to play the game. So it's a it's a gap because we're not we're so far away from a true utopia. Uh, community utopia of no pay to play where you just have kids doing it right um and and there's the on the other end of the spectrum there's the perception like you said where people are like look at all these kids they're making a mint well no they're not it's it's very expensive but what the living legacy does and really what the game is intended for on the first is to shine a light on those members those those individuals that have passed away that were part of the club um, and you guys are there to raise money. That's what right. you're doing. And, and, and that money is not for the club. It's for an endowment to help kids play the game. But and, and I think, you it, know. It's, it's a, uh, when you think of Living Legacy, it, to your point, it's an opportunity for children to have an opportunity that they could not have had. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it, it is... Um, you know, when you, when you think about um, what other people have done in the past for these these clubs at times and everything, it's also if we want a community like that, we've got a responsibility. You know, and and, and yeah. so, you know, being able to support uh, organizations that are doing good things. Think about it. how many organizations touch six thousand kids. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's just a, it's a remarkable, it's a remarkable thing. The number of scholarships that they're doing now versus when we started. And so there were families, I mean, Josh Sargent and, and um, you know, uh, Kalish's family and Robeson's family. How about that? Two coaches at programs like that, <laughs> yeah. and they're going to be unveiled on that wall yeah. on, on April 1st. I mean, so, you know, from a, from a community standpoint, Two o'clock on April first, they're going to unveil that wall out out there at Soccer Park, and it's going to be a nice it's going to be a nice thing. We we've got what would Mister Robeson and Mister Kalish think? Uh, you know, and God bless rest their soul. I mean, I, there would be a dry eye in the flipping room. I mean, come on, let's go. Goose, <laughs> goosebumps, you know, exactly. I mean, and it and it's like. 
pay it forward. Yeah. You know, I mean, how fortunate people have had been to have these types of experiences growing up. I mean, who knows what was done for our parents, you know, when we were growing up and in, in right. participating in things and, and everything like that, how how those uniforms came to be and how all those other things transpired. Yeah. But they did. And it was because of other benevolent people. Well, you know, back in the day, the old community clubs, you know, pre the super clubs, the Gallagher's, the Fuses, et cetera, the Gateways, take your pick. You know, we've had a number of guests on the show that, you know, allude to those early years of true community clubs. And when you think about, um, you know, a Norco or you think of Granite, a Granite City Elks or teams like that, right? It was the little T-shirt press on one corner and the insurance agent across the street. And it was all of those things. The TJ Pizza Drive, and it wasn't TJ Pizza then. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) you know. All of those things are, I think, those relationships accelerated. I think those relationships accelerated the game because it provided opportunity for the kids. You know, St. Louis is so unique compared to so many other cities. Um I love that. And, and and that's really what Living Legacy is kind of, it's doing. It's, it's, it's replicating the fundamental uh, giving aspect of, hey, we're a community. Yes, they're big businesses, but I love that. So yeah. kudos to you. I went to Italy and back on that one, but, uh, you know, I just, I'm, I'm appreciative of individuals that, that do pay it forward in the game because kids just need to play, you know, just get at the top level. I love that. It, it, it's a, it's a, um, and it's not all. I mean, so often people will get kind of. We were, we were fortunate, as as far as with worldwide technology and what they did for the park and everything mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. But think, you know, think about this: seventy percent of all the money that it goes. There's like four hundred and fifty billion dollars a year that goes to nonprofit organizations. 70% of that comes from individuals. Yep. And, 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 and it relies upon individuals to take and make a difference for nonprofit organizations like that. A lot of people don't even know Scott Gallagher is a nonprofit organization. Yeah. I mean, and that's what's crazy. Well, the other clubs that get their um, bell rung by them absolutely don't. the the hate yeah so here we are we're back in rivalry central uh that's what this show is built upon (laughs) so no uh you know it's one of those things the the game the game is going to be a tremendous game you've got two programs that are um at top of their game uh you know and, and frankly both of them have followed a very similar path as far as like resurgency uh, and relevance, you know, because both of them went through gaps, you know, uh, mid '90s on um, for a while, and we're not we're not really on the radar. And now they're back in full force. And it, can you speak to though? Because you, you've got a front row seat. We're all very aware of it because obviously we you know we know the same people. But in the position that you're in, you know, when you look at those two programs, how much pride from a regional standpoint? You know, the St. Louis is stamp on the game specifically from an NCAA D1 standpoint with those two teams talk about the pride that you have in what our community is doing for those squads well look look at the number of players at both clubs so I mean you know top uh, top teams I mean Indiana has made the NCAA playoffs 34 consecutive years Mm -hmm. I think in in their 50 year history they only didn't make it three times 
and they're like nine years uh, advancing to the Sweet 16. So that's and that's a record in NCAA. But that that those back lines in, in, in those in in that club is made up. You know, there's yeah. a core. They they recruited out of Chicago and they recruited out of St. Louis, and that's uh, like Jerry Yeagley will be here at this game. Godfather of soccer. And that is that has been a core tenet for them for those years. And then Kevin Stoll, Kevin Kalish, those guys at SLU, what they're doing, that program, look at their recruiting classes. You yeah. know, 2024, 2023, I mean, they're top 10 in the country, you know. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's really kind of – They're kinda... doing it, too, with St. Louis kids. They're going after St. Yeah, Louis Kevin, kids. Kevin was clear. He said, I know I can win with St. Louis kids. And I think Yegley's all three generations are starting to, to see that as well. But um, <laughs> think, so. think about our final four this year. So when we were in the final four go, uh, in route to the national championship, there was a tweet out there and it talked about the international players on the other three teams. Yep. And it was 14, 14, 13, Indiana, one. And he was there for academic reasons. Wow. Out of the Netherlands. I mean, what does that say? You know, right. I mean, as far as how they intend to go about it. With how many Sweet 16s in a row, which may never be broke? Nine. Nine, Nine Sweet 16s. So I'm going to go back to it. I think it's a Kalish Yegley U.S. Men's National Team head coach. Uh, why we got to go there? You know, if it's Marine, you're bust. I have enough with this. Look, and I have the utmost respect for all those guys. And in fact, I almost had to tell Coach Baker my in the last episode that he was wrong too, because you heard the name he mentioned. I did, Yegley. <laughs> he, I did. He was, I, he's pretty good at that. He also did. Uh, what's Connecticut Maroney? Uh, oh my Joe. Joe, Joe Maroney. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that guy was an ace. And and and, and coincidentally, that's where Kevin and Jeff went, went to college. And then when when Dan came back, they came home. Yeah. So I mean, so that guy's got some clout too. No, I, I, I agree. So, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask it just to irritate Zach, to be honest with cool. you. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna Great. stay we're gonna stay <laughs> we're gonna stay on the uh, coaching ranks uh, U.S. Men's National Team. Uh, how how do you feel about the Rainiers right now? Well, I mean, it, it's <laughs> not not yeah. gonna not gonna touch the subjects. I no, mean, it, I'm it, just it's kidding. just a, you know you think about yeah. uh, all of the. Uh, it, it's just tough. I mean, you think you think about what what's going on and how how to go about it and do it do it right and everything. I mean, it's just. Um, but there's always, well, issues. I, don't, I just don't y see. Yes, it was a loaded. I don't see emails from Jenny and Jim to oh. Yagley about playing time. Right. Well, I mean, that's. I, I mean, <laughs> I, maybe I'm wrong. But no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're yes, we're talking about a, a a a certain range here, but I think that you are in a unique position because of the success of your boys at, at the levels that they're at right now. Like you're you're viewing the game through a lens that you know because you're talking to the agents, you're talking mm -hmm. to these coaches, you're talking to these GMs, so you have a unique kind of the onion has been peeled for you, you know, in yeah. in a way that most people will just never ex experience for the most part. Um, so I guess what I'm asking you then is put your consulting hat back on. And, and we touched on it briefly in the first part of the show. Um, 
let's get into a little bit of the advice, the process uh, for those individuals that have children, uh, players that are really starting to accelerate and in, in entering into that what if world. Um, the, the mayor household, you know, the two of you s steering the ship, just put one or two little tidbits of advice for families like what they should be sure to keep as a North Star or other, you know, whatever that might I think, be. I think one thing that is important is that a child always be challenged. And so are they playing at the highest level? You know, and, and I'll have people have asked me kind of a similar question before for real young kids. And I'm like, you never want to be uh, one of the top three kids on the team, you know, because you're not going to develop the way the rest of those kids are, you know, and, and so they've got to continue to take a move on. And a lot of times that's difficult, but your job is a, is as a parent. So what, you know, you, you think about best interest of the child, you know, it's, right. it's not just your friendships. It's not, it, it's not the, 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 the school, the everything like if that. If they're true friendships, they will actually stay intact. Absolutely. 100%. And, and it's, it's a that that's a tough one, but I see a lot of parents that don't do that, and I see a child that then gets left behind. It was Blake Decker had a great saying for me one time. He goes, "Jim, it's like this: all these kids that are getting the extra playing time and and doing the extra work or whatever, it's like they're on a conveyor belt, and you're going to you your son's talented athletically." He could get off that conveyor belt, go play baseball, go play basketball or whatever, and he could run along, he could jump back on. But pretty soon, that conveyor belt's going to be so far out in front of him. And so he was the one. I mean, so when Jack was a freshman in high school, that was the year U.S. soccer said you can't play high school sports. And so that's why I think 2026. Did that piss you off? You know what? It, 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 Looking not, back. Not as much as it pissed off. So many people in the community and yeah. the, the yeah. coaches oh, that we were making a point <laughs> yeah. guard and a shortstop for the you know I mean in different things like that. But in retrospect, he wouldn't be where he is today if he didn't take the path that he took, and he made the choice. That was the one thing that we wouldn't do. But funny, funny story with him. There's a uh, there's there's a gentleman that that I have outside that works kind of kind of a coaching situation life coach type thing and when he was trying to make his decision between colleges you had influence from you know grandparents and and, and everyone you know as far as what what he should do where he should go or whatever and I had the guy talk to him or whatever I refused to be involved in that decision because you know, depending on how it worked out, you've got to own this. This is your decision. And, right, and right. this guy, this guy was actually used to be head of homicide for the state of Illinois. And so he, he was taking him through the questioning or whatever. And he's like, hey, he's a good kid. 45 minutes, you know, into the conversation, he's walking by me, going to the bathroom, he comes back about another 45 minutes later. Jack is like literally all pitted out, you know, in his arms. And, and, and he goes, he wants to go to Indiana. And that, that was the end of, end of the conversation. We get in the car, and we're driving home, and Jack goes, it's the damnedest thing. He never told me anything. All he did was ask me questions. 
And eventually I knew that was where I wanted to be. That's an attribute to the Yeagleys and the Robesons specifically. Oh, absolutely. You, you know what I mean? I mean, that means they get it and they can flat out get the dishes in the cupboard. I mean, that's what they can do there, right? Yeah, I mean, it, was, it, was, it was unbelievable how good they are about that. Uh, as, as far as that part of it, I mean, and and, and the same thing. They flat they, out get it. Yeah, they never. They and they never neglected it. I mean, there wasn't anyone even going to be recruiting Josh at that at that at that point because other coaches think about. It. I don't want to go against. You know, I mean, they're not going to. If they're not going to come here, why am I going to waste my time? It's an opportunity cost. Yeah. Uh, you know, standpoint. And they're but flat they, out handcuffed with the freaking money that the NCAA won't give them. Right. 9.9, you know, I mean, that's, that sucks. And, the, you know, but, but they still had the handwritten notes. They still did all of those hundredth second things. They were like, I mean, that, those things were inspirational to me about how I should be running my company. Right. You know, what, what am I not doing right in life if these guys at that level can go do those types of things? You know, I mean, it, it's just an interesting perspective well that's a lot <laughs> in a great way i i think that you know we 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 have these conversations and most of the time we talk to individuals that have been on the field um and have uh, checked certain boxes and had experiences and stories and and i love these stories with individuals like yourself uh jeff was another great one uh in so much that it's like you know, the vast, there are way more soccer parents than there are, you know, 1% players. And I think that for those of you that are around individuals like yourself, you and your wife, that have uh, uh, guided that process, and, you know, for one, let alone three, and then having your oldest be kind of on his own North Star at the same time, kudos to you guys. I mean, really, I don't have much more to say beyond that other than congratulations on the job you've done and continue to do and you know it was a real pleasure having you on the show um you know it, we'll have to do it again because obviously the boys are going to continue to do their things so there's plenty of time and for updates on uh just how far behind they are uh city sc <laughs> but uh jim it was it was a real pleasure having you on the show and real quick too uh tell people uh the firm you know yeah if, if they want to hear more about the life coaching and, and, and the things that you do, how, how, how do they get in contact with you or, or check out what you guys do for uh, other families and businesses, et cetera? Oh, th thanks. Uh, number one, thank you guys for doing this. I mean, this is, you know, I mean, perspective for parents is huge. You know, I mean, when you think about um, – so many people, you know, I mean, everyone with their children and, and everything like that, it's a difficult thing. And, and having people that can uh, share other insights or, or different paths, I mean, it, it's, it's huge. Grateful for it. Well, thank you. Arch, Archford is a, uh, Archford is a uh, work of love, and we're, uh, we're 10 years into it. We're super, uh, uh, super excited. March 28th, we'll be celebrating our 10-year anniversary. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah Congrats. thanks. So so financial planning, wealth management, all of those. Counting. We do counting, retirement plan services, uh, do M&A transactions. We uh, uh, 
you know, think think of all the professional services. Yeah. Uh, we ha- we have sleeves with that. Uh, 26 fastest growing company in St. Louis. Super proud of that. Started wow. with eight people. We got 68 today. Uh, made the Inc. 5000 uh, twice in the last nine years as far as fastest growing companies. And so, been, been a lot of uh, fun. I've uh, I, I'm all about teams, and I have surrounded myself with just some exceptional individuals. I mean, it's it's fun. It's, I run to work. I mean, it is that fun as far as how quality-wise the people so, I'm able to work with. So I, I, I got to ask, okay, Jack, number two, right? Mm-hmm. We all know what comes along with those kind of numbers in a professional draft. D- did he look at you and say, I don't need to hear it, Dad. This is my money now. <laughs> and oh, then and I bet your mom stepped in. <laughs> and then straightened him out. <laughs> yeah. It was it, it is fun, it is funny. I'll, I'll share this last little story with you guys. I have this I've created this like family wealth board. And it basically has four sides. And so I describe it kind of like Monopoly board. Sorry, Mark Goldenberg, attorney that I work with. And so yeah. he, was, he, was, he was very sensitive to that. My board's round. It's a family wealth board. But first side, least valuable property. Second side, more valuable. Third side, more valuable. Fourth side, most valuable. So tax advantage things. And so it's a green board or whatever. And so Jack didn't remember anything. But he called me and he said, how do I get money on the green side of the board? <laughs> well, he just pulled from community chest and it said, please proceed around the board <laughs> to the green side. Well, you talk, I, we talked about prep earlier and I just wanted to call out to the listener that your initials after your name are quite significant. You've got, an, you know, your, your bachelor's degree from Mizzou, your doctor, your jurisprudence from Mizzou. So you're a lawyer and you have a CPA, and you have a CFP, and you have a litany of other <laughs> other accolades, and it just shows. You Did know, you just like, graduate last year. <laughs> it, it goes to I think the character of the boys as well, and absolutely. I know you've given your wife a lot of credit, and I'm sure she deserves every ounce of it. But I would like to say at the end of this that you also deserve a lot of credit for instilling those those values in the boys, in your family that you've collected over all of your years. And I just really appreciate you coming on our humble show and, and, and talking about your experiences with, with your boys, with your wife. It's been great. I really appreciate it. No, thanks. You said surround yourself with a good team. These guys did it. I mean, they surrounded, (laughs) they surrounded them with you and I. (laughs) All right, Jared, keep talking. That's mute. Jared is officially out of the conversation. Um, Jim, thank you. Nothing. And that was a blast. We we really appreciate your time. Uh, We'll definitely be in touch. We'll keep uh, keeping up, not only on the boys, but on Living Legacy, etc. I'd love to have you back again. And enjoy the chicken strips and the wings here at Cybergs. Uh, They nail it on that front. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening in. We... um, we really appreciate all the support. Um, the numbers keep going up, and we have you to thank. Uh, so give us a follow. Um, and if you have any questions or anything, uh, you know, just keep them to yourself for a little bit because nobody's ever e- emailed us the question, yeah. right? I'm well, tired of asking for questions. But you're, you're getting more on the Facebook and the. Uh... See, you're muted, dude. I told you. you. Nah, <laughs> I'm not muted. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, what were you going to say? No, I just we're getting more responses on Facebook, oh, Instagram, sure. Twitter, and just. 
the feedback on the podcast itself. So keep those coming and yeah, thank you. emails will come. Jim, thank you. We'll catch up with you next time. Thank you. Thanks. Bye, people. Mm-hmm.